Welcome everybody, I'm Jared, he's DJ, and this is Number One Bullshit. I really, really enjoy the fights during the day. Like, it was awesome to wake up, have my coffee, and see some violence, like, right off the bat. And then now, fights are done. I got to finish watching the SEMO football game, which was fucking sweet. Go Red Hawks, wearing my Red Hawks shirt right now. Um, And also going to be able to watch Florida State Duke tonight. So going to be able to watch a little college football so, uh, and got to watch the fights. It's awesome. Are you sure you don't just like the fights in the morning so you can do all your little hashtags? Yeah, well, I like okay. that too. I definitely <laughs> forgot to do hashtag grits and grappling. Um, oh, yeah, missed son a, of a bitch. Yeah, I missed a good <laughs> opportunity uh, with with that one, but I feel like I hit some some other pretty good ones. I was pretty proud of myself. Yeah, yeah I was proud of myself for the omelets and omoplatas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but somebody that should be proud of themselves, uh, Islam. Yeah. Ho- holy shit. I mean, the head kick went full stanky leg. Like that was that was not on the bingo card, right? At it all. Was Volk getting knocked out round one. No, no way. I mean, especially with the way the fight was going. I mean, he Islam didn't look dangerous at all on the feet at that moment, you know? Like it just looked like he was uh content with controlling him with grappling. And to throw that head kick, I mean, clearly wobbled. And then on the ground, I mean, his head's flailing as he's getting hit. It was the the fact that they're so conditioned that when he was like that, that Islam used his knee to pin like his throat and upper body against the cage. So he would be upright for him to punch him and couldn't yep. like turtle up. Like that's some savage shit, right? Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a problem. Islam, I mean... It's the only thing that sucks about this win is that everyone can jump back on the well, he came off the couch and all this. And all that's true. All that's true. Yeah. But it was round one. Yeah, it was round one. And but it's still different, right? You're still in a different type of conditioning. But to head kick him, we don't need to see the fight again. Mm -hmm. He's got to be jumped up. I mean, I don't know if they'll jump him up above Jones and pound for pound just because Jones is active now, especially Jones is fighting in two weeks. Yeah. But or th- is it three weeks? Is it two weeks? Uh, it is three weeks because no weeks. fights next week. Then we got UFC Sao Paulo. Uh, and then it's, I believe, December 11th. Uh, so we're November. three weeks. November. November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, November yeah. 11th. Uh, so we are three weeks away from John Jones fight week, which is pretty fucking awesome. So Islam did what he had to do. Very reserved. I mean, had the confidence of a killer. Knew yes. that it was going to happen. Yes. Honestly, though, I need to see him. I need to see him do Bronx, man. Oh, yeah. Like that fight needs to happen. And then and we're going to talk about old Money Mike Breeden later. Uh, but it was kind of almost like rubbing it in the face of Du Bronx of like, hey, my eyebrows hanging off. I'm coming in here with stitches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like in all seriousness, I, I get it. Right. I like it it would have really factored in into the fight. The thing I don't like is now he's like, I either want Islam or give me Conor McGregor for money. And it's like, yeah. guys, stop calling out Conor McGregor. It's, I think like he's I get hedged. it's a money fight, but uh. yeah, I think he's hedging his bets because, uh, you, you even talked about it, you know, when we were on the phone, like the UFC sometimes 
doesn't want to do you that favor. So mm-hmm. it's like, he's probably just like trying to be like, give me a fight, but he deserves it. He's, he's the person right now in lightweight that I want to see the most fight. Yes. Even though we've seen it once, I just, but, but if they gave it to Gaethje, I'd be, I'd be happy as well. Yeah. Gaethje fight would be awesome. Yeah. The reason I don't like Dubronx calling for the Connor fight is like you were scheduled for a title fight. It's the same thing Poirier did. Yep. Right. And I get it. They're prize fighters. They're fighting for their living. And ultimately, if you can get generational wealth off of a single fight, like that makes a lot more sense than a belt. Completely understand that. That goes to a whole different issue with fighter pay and how all that is set up. Uh, But you just as a fan of the sport without having any money in the game like that's it's like, ah, come on, let's let's see the fights. Otherwise, this is turning a bit into the boxing model of. Like, let's just see the, uh, uh, the, yeah, like, let's just see the money fights, which I'm not, not inclined, uh, to want to see. And, and it's a weird call out too, because like, wh- I, I just don't even understand why you would even want to put that out in the world. It's like, yeah. first of all, Connor's not going to come back and fight you just because he's not f- going to he fuck Connor up. Like that's so much more of a dangerous fight for Connor than Michael Chandler. Well, even, even outside of that, let's say Connor thinks he can win it. It doesn't matter. It's just, I don't even see that fight happen. I don't see the UFC ever pairing you two together. Your best bet is to get a title shot, which you deserve, right? Yeah. Like as far as, as far as the lightweight division, doesn't have the most clear cut. Like, yeah. If they gave it to Gaethje, I don't think anybody would be like, "Oh, come on." The only reason you, I want to see Olivier because he's already had it. But yeah, let's see that. I want to see. I want to see Islam active. I want to see him fight yes. a one fifty five er to defend his title. I want to start seeing that. I hope that we don't have any silly shit about one seventy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The and I, I get the legacy deal. But ultimately, like you have a lot of fights at 155 and like legitimate challenges that need to be passed. It'd be different if he had fought a lot of those guys on his way up. And by he, I mean Islam, if he would have fought those guys on the way up and it's like, well, I'm just giving him another shot now that I have a belt. I would understand that. But there's so many that he hasn't fought. It would just hold the division up, especially coming off a performance like that where Islam is. I mean, can you like ultimately Gaethje's path to victory would be on the feet, but Islam's standup looks really fucking good. Like I, even in this fight, it wasn't just the head kick, the knees, his tie clinch is yes. really good. It's he's not flashy. Like some of the other Dagestani kickers will talk about uh, the pirate later uh, <laughs> or, or even, you know, Khabib's cousins. Usman and Umar, they're far more like flashy style kicks. Saeed Nurmagomedov as well, who I believe is actually not related. Uh, but the he has like very vanilla striking, but it is very effective. And I feel like he finds his spots very, very well. Like yeah, he I, was I, digging the kick to the body. He was digging the kick to the legs. And, and DC was talking about like that set it up. Because even though Volkanovsky got the hand up, he dipped down, which is part of why it glanced off the top of his head. Sure. And, and I think with Islam, the thing is, is that when you have the threat of the strength of wrestling, like your standup can be basic and it looks better than it is. Because if he didn't have any wrestling, like he wouldn't have success yeah. on the feet. But yeah. that's that's not what MMA is. So yeah. 
like what he does is he can like hedge his bets on the fact that like, okay, if something doesn't go my way, I mean, look how strong he is. Sure. You know, Volk reversed the position on the cage, but he couldn't get away from his tie clinch for a reason. He's strong. He's just strong. And that's why it was shocking to see how well he, or how quickly he sunk into submission with Oliveira. So, yes. but I want to see it again because Oliveira against Darius looked like that killer again. Yes. Too. So, yeah. Like, that's, that's what I want to see. Yeah, absolutely. And and the you could see the difference in strength and grappling when Volkanovsky had Islam pinned against the cage and was trying to to reap the leg. And like Islam wasn't even addressing it of like, oh, that's cute. Like you're not gonna trip me. That's not happening at all. It looked like a little brother to a big brother where it's like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm I'm playing around. I mean, not I understand there's more than just like that playfulness to it, but it was like Islam tried to go for the trip and I mean I'm sorry, Volk tried to go for the trip and it was like Unaffected, right? So, yes, yeah, it was. I we talked about it. I think we both of you were, you and I were on the same page of like we feel Islam's gonna win. How much better is he gonna look? We didn't get to see enough to see how much better he's gonna look over the five rounds, but he clearly stepped up his game. And I just gotta give it. I don't want to be some guy that's just like I'm not a fighter. I don't want to be some guy that's like he got lucky. There's probably something they saw in camp that he can utilize. I'd have to give them credit for their camp, his conditioning. His game plan worked. Let's see him defend his belt some more. I'm excited to see Islam's next fight. But I'm also bummed because we're supposed to be seeing, what, January Volk fight again? Yeah. And it's like, he can't now. His forehead was, like, gashed open. His eyebrow was horrible from that kick. The other, like, inside of the other eyebrow was cut open. So he's not going to be able to train for a little bit. Like, Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It's like, and he got concussed like he got so it's just like you you guys did this on short notice and unless it was a epic brawl which unfortunately it wasn't an epic brawl it was a great performance mm-hmm. for one person now you just put another division and and we're gonna probably see an interim belt at 145 and i just don't want to man i just don't want to i have zero desire to see an interim belt especially one that involves max holloway because that's no. the talk right now is Holloway versus Taporia for an interim belt. Oh, but like, God. what if Holloway wins? And and do, are you are you betting against Holloway? Yeah, like, I, no. you, you it's, can't. It's, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, because Taporia's name is not Volkanovsky, so you can't <laughs> can't bet against Holloway. Yeah, it's I I don't like that uh, at all at all. Neither. Yeah, but then uh, speaking of weird title stuff, <laughs> um, Hamzat <laughs> versus Usman. Um, the idea that this is that that performance earns Hamzat a 185 title shot, I completely, completely disagree with. Does it earn him a top 15 opponent? Absolutely. Let him fight somebody in the top 15. Let him fight anybody in the top 15, but not the champion, right? Like that did not do anything in my mind to warrant a championship shot you know maybe if he did what he did to usman in round one for the entirety of the fight and like got a finish just controlled him beat him up okay now we're talking but the the talk is that he broke his hand or his wrist in round one and i get it it makes it harder to throw but ultimately that wasn't the story and who knows maybe that's why he couldn't really go for takedowns he shot for the one and was like oh fuck that hurt i can't yep you know can't do it i don't know but the pace of the fight changed in round two and it was to usman's advantage 
And ultimately, I'm surprised all three judges gave round one to Chemayev 10-8. Yeah, I'm surprised at that, too. I, I, I didn't feel good about that. Did you see the scorecard? Yeah. All three gave it 10-8, and then for rounds two and three, each of those rounds, two judges gave it to Usman. Yeah. So just a really weird, weird scorecard. Ultimately, I there could have been an argument made for either a draw or Usman won. I think there was yeah, a legitimate so, argument for Usman 2-1. Yeah, so I that was the... So before you and I spoke, I didn't know that Jemayev might have had uh, a broken wrist. Mm-hmm. But before that, when I, at the end of the fight, I was like, if this is how he is at 185, he's not he's not the killer. He's not going to have his success as as we thought. Now, if he if he's legitimately injured, it makes a difference because like he he was getting hit again, and you know all all that all that now puts in question whether or not how much his broken whatever limb is broken mm-hmm. is is affecting. But I was walking away from him. I'm like, ooh, he's not gonna. He's not going to be the boogeyman at 185 with these performances. You say give him a top 15. I say I say give him top five still. Whatever. He he's there. They're there. They're putting him there for a good time. You could even give him a Robert Whitaker. You know, if you really want to test his medal, give him Robert Whitaker. Yeah. But I, with that performance, that. how long is he going to be out again? But man, it Usman Usman survived the first round. You know, he mm-hmm. just survived. Yes. I just don't know about 10-8. It felt like a domination, but a 10-8 is goofy to me. And they kept saying it, so you know they yeah. put it in the air. I don't think I would have thought about it if the commentators weren't saying it. Second round, I did feel Usman won that round. My, mm-hmm. my personal opinion, I felt Usman won. Third yeah. round, I mean, I was kind of thinking, I was like, well, this would be wild if he won. Um, it didn't seem like didn't seem like the judges or or we'll talk about kind of the referees with all the fouls or the doctor <laughs> didn't didn't want anybody that wasn't uh from that area to lose or whatever but super super fun fight i feel real good for uzman to <laughs> show on. up hold on are you insinuating that at an event where there's no real commission involved that there might have been some funny business oh yeah with well i'm not insinuating it because i would never yeah. But however, how, how dare you? 38 dick kicks, 400 mm. fouls, no points taken away. Not a one. <laughs> we Not saw a one. we saw in one in one fight the same fighter pull someone's hair twice. No, I mean there was there were some there was definitely some things that's like I feel if this wasn't in Abu Dhabi, let's say this was in let's just pick Kansas City, Dana White would be like oh, we're never coming back type of deal, yeah. right? And and they can't say that and they shouldn't say that. They they're they're getting treated too well. Yeah. But um I felt really good for Usman. I'm still excited for Chemayev, but mm-hmm. now it's like, dude, if you can't get someone down and you're standing up, you're hittable. And with someone that, I mean, imagine some of these 185ers hitting him in the face. It's going to yeah. be the accuracy, the strength. So I'm excited. Uh, I actually like what he said on the mic. I mean, for someone yeah. that's always like, kill, kill, kill. I mean, he, he really, the way yeah. he expressed himself was was cool. Yeah. Especially funny. in another language, right? Yeah, like exactly. another language talking about how and. You know, as a dad, like when I see my kid cry, that hurts me, like let alone, you know, kids are dying. Like, yeah, I thought it was it was pretty impactful. And you saw actually the same thing from Islam, too, you know, not quite as eloquently put, but still, 
like, hey, guys, this fight stuff is secondary. Like, I don't yeah. care about this to like what's actually going on in the world. We're not going to talk politics here very often. But when it does bleed into the cage like that, you know, it is it's something that that we I feel should address. And so was happy that they addressed it. And it seemed like for those two fighters in particular, like it was really weighing heavy on them. And and what was going on in the cage was secondary to, to what's going on in the world. I agree. And and good for them. Because, you know, like you said, we, we don't go in depth in the this type of show, but it is important. But to, mm-hmm. to bring it up and to use that moment, that platform, yeah. you know, his his platform for that moment. Cool. What goes on with Shemaev going forward? Well, Uzman, I don't need to see him at 185. Right? No, Wait, he's I'm back to 170. Yeah, 170. For Shemaev, I mean, I don't know. How long is he out? Who do you give him? Do you just re-up on the cost of fight? I would say so. I think there's enough bad blood there. That that at least the marketing of it would be good. Yeah, apparently Costa's ready to fight because he was getting into fights in the crowd. Um, was he really? <laughs> yeah, did you not see that? And he nope. threw the right hand, the one that has the fucked up elbow. So yeah, he was he got into a fight in the crowd. But I think for for Hamza, yeah, you rebook that. I think you could give him anybody in the top fifteen. You know who knows what's happening with that Delize Cannoneer fight that was rumored because part of this whole craziness that came out was Cannoneer was actually offered this fight against Hamzat and right. got injured, actually signed on to do it and got injured. So who knows if the Delize fight's going to happen. A Delize Hamzat would be tons of fun. Uh, and actually one that would be very interesting, especially because the guy kind of made a name for himself here is Ikram Alaskarov. You know, I Bro. think. What's How up? hard does he hit? <laughs> oh my God. He, and the thing is, he doesn't look like he like his body type doesn't look like he would have that power. Mm-mm. But he when he touches people, they react in ways that like they should not. I mean, his jab, he sat Warley Alves down with the jab. Yep. He in his previous fight against Phil Hawes had the head kick and then the pop pop one two put him to sleep. I mean, I was scared of his he's scary and he fought Hamzat before back in 2019 and it's a filthy uppercut knockout. We talked about it on the show last week, but go check that out again, guys. But Alex Skarov, yeah, it speaks volumes to, to who he is that he had these really high level bookings and they talked about it on the broadcast. They probably listened to the show and took our notes, (laughs) Uh, but they, you know, they talked about it. He was booked to fight Costa. He was booked to fight Nasruddin Imavov and then Warley Alves, short nose, like a scrappy vet up a weight class, but a scrappy guy who holds a win, a submission win over Colby Covington. And Ikram does exactly what he should be doing to a short notice opponent. Yep. I mean, it was it, impressive. Did it with the calmness. I mean, it, like you're saying, when he hits people, you you remember you're in a fight. It's It's impressive. Like, he just holds that power. And that's the kind of stuff I'm saying, like, not to bring back the Tremayev fight, but like Tremayev gets hit. You can't take so you only can take so many of those, right? And luckily for Tremayev, he hasn't been hit too much in his career. Yeah. Uh, but Aliskarov, uh, uh, Aliskarov, how do you say it? Aliskarov. Aliskarov. I mean, you're right. I, I love the way you phrased it. He did what he was supposed to do to someone that came up. Alves game. But man, when you, when, when it's, when it was over, it was over, dude. <laughs> when it was over, it's done. My man went, Jab, sat him down, backed him up, flying switch knee 
Yep. Cracked that landed, him. That landed. Yeah, that landed yeah. Yeah. pretty flush. Yeah. Uh, and then proceeded just beat on until he fell down. Yeah. And right. and he 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 ragdolled down a little bit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, like yeah. Was, like yeah. knees gave out, ragdoll physics. Eh, you know, just went down. <laughs> I thought I heard that in the in the I, I definitely did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I mean, who do you give this guy next? I top five or top ten. Anybody. Sorry, not top five, but Anybody. yeah, they don't they could rebook Imovov. They don't have to, right? They they have enough confidence in him that they had booked him against a top five guy. Costa was top five at the time that they booked it. But I think you give him anybody in the top 10. That's what he asked for. So you could do Costa if they're not rebooking the Chamaya fight. Jack Hermanson has not been booked yet. And I think that's one that's actually pretty interesting because yeah. of the grappling associated with it. We haven't seen that tested in the UFC for Aliskarov. We know the rule. His name ends in a V. My dude can most likely grapple, probably against Bears, but that would be an interesting test. We threw the Delizze name out there for Chemayev. Also would be interesting here if that Cannoneer fight doesn't happen. And then Marvin Vittori is hanging out out there who just took an all-time beating from Cannoneer, right? I, I would like to see... I mean, that's a good one right? because yep. a, a winner over Vittori is still a really, really good win. And that could then catapult Aliskarov. Like, let's give him a top five guy after that. For sure. And I'm not picking Aliskarov over Vittori. Like, I'd have to think about it, right? Like, got to prove it. Like, yeah, like Vittori, because he's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not knocking him out, right? Maybe. But he <laughs> might just have, he just might have this touch of death. Very impressive. And, and he's doing it at the moment he needs to. This is a big card. There's mm-hmm. a lot of eyes on this card. And you're doing it in front of, you know, quote, hometown. It's just, it was, and he just does it like a killer, man. He just looks like a killer, like very calm. Like I knew this was going to happen. And and like you said, the guy's coming up, you know, whatever. But man, fun. I mean, that was, it was just fun. It was fun to watch throwing, jumping knees and shit. It's just awesome. You know, it's just awesome. Yeah. Also awesome. The pirate. Yar. Oh my (laughs) my man. Shara Bullet making his UFC debut, and that was fun to watch at 10 in the morning. He came oh out with, like, the bandana over his head, which made him look more like a pirate, which was fucking sweet. Very uh, on brand. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. But he has such a diverse and advanced kicking game. Mm-hmm. It's really, really fun to watch. It's almost like when it got into boxing range, he didn't know what to do. And it was like, hey, bro, get out of there. <laughs> like, Bruno Silva can shut you off from there. But when he was in, in kicking range, it, the types of things he was throwing, the question mark kicks, the the hook kicks, I mean, just everything that he was putting out there. And then off his back, right? His up kick game was filthy. He threw the, like, handstand kind of kick uh, and connected you know, yep. didn't hit him absolutely clean, but he connected the power in his kicks. Bruno Silva's leg was fucked up. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and it was fun watching because, like you said, there's not a lot of footage of them, right? So it's not like we have you, – you can't go on to fight pass and just watch all of this yeah. stuff. So it was cool to see him. It was cool to see kind of how and, – and he has some adversity because mm-hmm. – he has holes. <laughs> yes. It, it, they're, they're, the wrestling, I mean, it was too easy. I feel like I could have got him down. It was too easy. But what I like to see is he didn't well, get, pump, <laughs> pump the brakes. Oh, man. I, you know, <laughs> I watch wrestling. I pretty much know how to do it. Yeah, I can um, do it. <laughs> uh, you got your affliction t-shirt. You're good. For sure, yeah. <laughs> but what I like to see is he didn't give up 
It's not like he was just down. We've seen fires in the past. It's like this is this is out of my wheelhouse. I'm down. He and the problem is is that as long as he can make it to the bell and then go to the next round, well then his his kicking game's back on display. It was it was awesome. I hope I hope we get to see him booked again. I think what was it? Is it visa issues that he couldn't make to the states? Um, I I'm not sure. Okay, beyond there might be some uh, commission issues with the eye. Oh, he might, he might not be able to compete in the states. I don't I don't know. I don't think I he ever has figure, competed in the states. Yeah, I hope they can figure it out because I would love to see Shart a bullet. Um, <laughs> had to. I would love to see him fight soon because he's going to be part of that outside of the top 15 middleweight that we keep talking about over and over and over again. How fun is he with some of these matchups, man? Uh, it oh, was, it was fun. Yeah. A ton of fun. The, and even when he was on the ground, it was like, fuck it. I choose violence. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. He, he was throwing some filthy elbows. The ones in the second round when he got like taken down immediately and just started cracking him with elbows. Like there's, and he took all three scorecards, 30-27, which I, you know. But second round, no doubt he won that off his back, oh, right? Like he yeah. was fucking him up off the back. It was a third round that I thought my, you know, possibly could have gone Silva's way, and I was just surprised that, that it went 30-27 on all three cards. But I think he's somebody that you bring along slowly because, like you said, there are holes to the game, takedown defense. When he was in boxing range, it wasn't great for him. He didn't have real urgency to stand back up, which in this fight didn't hurt him. But if you have one of these guys that has really good pressure on top, uh, a Vittori, even a Cannoneer, like some of these guys that can really put that, heck, even a Kyle Bahalo, yep. right, who's not necessarily a a big damage guy from the top, but he's going to be able to control you. So there's there's holes in the game that need to be shorn up before he's fighting those top guys but like, let him come along slowly because he's it's going to be funny looks like a fucking bond villain he throws crazy kicks everything he does looks like it hurts and and absolutely and and to be fair to him he admitted it. he was like i was being safe like mm-hmm. i i have to win this fight and he's absolutely right he did what he had to do and bruno silva's no slouch we talked about this last week it's not like he's just some some scrub you know okay. but Brain monster, and and maybe if we do see that a little bit of that wildness come out, like he he's in there now. Now he's got his second fight. He's already felt what it's like to be at the UFC, the the machine that's in the background, the whatever interviews, press mm-hmm. conferences, whatever he has to do. Maybe the next time he could be a little bit more loose. I I'm not leaving this fight thinking like ah, I don't need to see him again. I can't wait to see him fight. If he could yeah. fight next month, I'd be excited. Oh yeah, because going yeah. the distance with Bruno Silva is not a bad thing. It's not <laughs> right. I mean, Poetan could not put him away. That says something, dude. Yeah. Yeah. So great win for him. Good way to come into the UFC. Oh, Once yeah. again, on kind of home soil type of thing. And yeah. like, if, if you watch that fight and you're like, I don't need to see him fight again, then. Well. Yeah. You probably shouldn't be watching MMA. <laughs> yeah. And then from one middleweight to another who had a very good performance, Cedricus uh, Dumas against Abu Zaitar. Yeah, the scorecards were were a little interesting. Um, I was surprised that there wasn't at least one going the way of Zaitar, but I am thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with Dumas's ability to improve because mm-hmm. what we saw against Josh Fremd then to turn around and improve against Cody Brundage and then turn around and fight a K-1 level kickboxer. Yep. And 
hold your own on the feet. Now, granted, there were some times where it looked like he was he started to get a little hesitant. And I think that's the next area for improvement for him is he does really good things, right? When he was in the scrambles, they were really good. When he was like, he used a leg lock in the second round to try to get back to his feet. Um, he scrambled to be able to get the takedown. He looked really good on top. He looked good in kickboxing range. However, getting from kickboxing range to boxing range to clinching range, like some of those transitional things, and I am by no means an expert, but it looked like there was some hesitancy there for him of like, okay, I can kind of stand on the outside and jab, or I can get the lock, the body lock and try to go for another takedown, but I don't know how to get there. Well, and his like. biggest, the biggest hole in his game tonight or today was he, he's got to learn how to defend hair pulling apparently. Yeah. Because yeah. How, how, how do we not take a point? Like at this point in the card, how many, there was at least a handful of fouls. How yeah, we well, not... it was the, it was the fifth fight, so there's probably 36 fouls by then. This is what I'm saying. Yeah. So, but like that was the the one standing up was so wild. I mean, like, I, I, I that this isn't anything. It's just women usually have longer hair. Like, if I would have saw that in a women's fight, I'm like, you have to take it to see it in a man's fight first. It's like who grabs hair first of all. I think the last time I remember really seeing this was when Clay Guida, uh, Clay Guida, and this was probably a decade ago, right? Mm-hmm. To not even be like that's that's crazy, like that's insane for for it to happen twice. But no, Cedricus, great Ozzy Tarp, I mean, he looked good. He just didn't like like I actually at that moment of the fight a little bit distracted. I had I cooked the kids some bacon and it fell on the ground, so I was trying to clean up with it with it on the background. I don't know it's bacon, man. I'm not gonna <laughs> let the bacon go to waste. <laughs> but I remember calling you and I was just saying like. I feel like Ozzy Tar won and you were like, no, I think, and you kind of explained your, your reason. I'm okay. You know, I, I did have a little bit of my attention going away, but it, it does make you want to see Dumas fight again, mm-hmm. but it also made me want to see Ozzy Tar, Ozzy Tar fight again, because this was a, this was a, this wasn't one of these fights that I'm like, Oh, one of these guys can be a title holder, but it was good enough to be like, okay, they are one of these oh, Dumas, especially can do damage in this division if he does some of the things, but you're right. He's got to learn how to like kind of mesh everything together to mm-hmm. make it a, like a, not like a, I'm boxing, I'm kickboxing. I'm it's like I'm boxing yeah. into jujitsu. Yeah. The, the flow yeah. could be a little bit better. Yeah. It's the difference between this and Muhammad Makayev, you know, somebody who's been doing MMA for a long time or Cameron Simon, you know, yep. some of these guys that just their whole thing is, is, blending all of it and so but that being said for somebody who has 10 fights into his ufc or into his mma career lost his first fight in the ufc like he's rebounded really well he has shown really substantial improvements he used to be look like really skinny i mentioned it on the f update but he looks like he's filled out like he's more muscular now but to be this young in his career and already hold a win over a k1 kickboxer and an NCAA caliber wrestler. Yep. Right. Like that is, that's impressive. I am really high on his potential and to see where he goes. Once again, it's at middleweight. He doesn't need to be rushed because they have enough talent there. Let him come along slowly. Doesn't need to sniff the top 15 for a while, but let's let this guy continue to improve because there are all of the tools there. Yeah. And I don't even, 
to to your point to to kind of further back up your point he's i don't even think he's in that bubble of the yeah. top 50 like that that group of people that we're saying is in the bubble i don't think he's even ready for that so yeah i mean he's got time it's come on he's he's young you know mm-hmm. and he he's got he he clearly has a skill set let him come by slowly middleweight division great win for him you're right you're facing a k1 type of guy you're beating him you're facing the wrestlers okay so i'm fighting two different styles and i'm winning that's a good sign for someone that can you know potentially do something in the future so good for him yeah plus he's got he's got that touch right he heard oh, yeah. uh, you know zaitar he, he heard him pretty good so there's yeah very very intriguing another one that just kicked off the main card in style saeed Nurmagomedov. Oh. i mean just a hell of a performance you see why this guy was a top 15 guy at bantamweight at one point yeah however obviously bantamweight is fucking unreal because you have saeed who lost to jonathan martinez a couple mm-hmm. fights ago uh but or his in his last fight but now has this win against Gafarov. And when you look at his overall record in the UFC, I mean, that and Howney Barcelos are his two losses. Yep. Right. So really, really nice performance. Now, see, this is where I get confused. Maybe I, I need to do some research because they talked about a guillotine. That looked to me like the ninja choke, right? Yeah, like, me too. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh curious as to that is like the rear naked choke um standing from the front, but awesome. Would love to see him. He is, in my opinion, one of those fringe top 15 guys. Now, you know, do you let him try to avenge his factory X loss by taking on Chris Gutierrez? That could be a fun fight. Or if you're still sitting on the outside, Kyler Phillips, yep. another one that could be very exciting because Kyler Phillips is a tough puzzle to to figure out. Yeah, and and he he locked it in. When he got it in, it was like it was perfect technique with just mm-hmm. that strength. And he stopped. The guy tapped and, and apparently it's such it's such a squeeze that he still went out. But like yeah. he let it go. I mean to to have that mercy. You're right. I don't lot of mercy. lose it. And and look at it. Losing to Jonathan Martinez. Look what Jonathan Martinez just did last week. I mean, yeah. It's not it's not like Jonathan Martinez is a scrub either. He's in the division, the the greatest division, you know, uh, of mm-hmm. the UFC right now. He he he's got options, and he's got the Nurmagomedov name. It just helps out, right? The, he he doesn't look like because yeah, people think he's related, exactly. <laughs> like, even though he's not, people think he's related. So, so so, but having that name just makes a difference, mm-hmm. right? Because us dumb Americans are going to be like, that's a hard name to say. He's got to be related to Khabib. Yeah, yeah he fights with that last name. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, Meanwhile, it'd be like two guys with the last name Johnson just assuming yeah. that they're <laughs> that they're but, related. But we're ignorant, you know? Um, yeah. But I really like the Kyler Phillips type of thing. I want to see him again. I mean, he, he could fight next week, probably. So let's yeah. get him back. Let's get him back on this belt Bantamweight division to, to kind of start throwing in some more some more names to this division, you know, yeah. the, some of the fun ones. So, yeah. And that's one of the best parts about this division too, is like, they don't have to be top 15 matchups and they're going to involve fighters with very, very, very high skill sets. It's so dumb. It's yeah. so stupid. It's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. Now they didn't cut to any scenes of the soccer stadium in Tajikistan, but very much like the last time, that these two fought on the same card, Gafarov and Naimov. Gafarov came up short, and Naimov came out on the winning end. Now, that against Nathaniel Wood, 
I understand some arguments there. Uh, ultimately came down to round one, I feel like, and both guys got hurt. Both guys got dropped. Both recovered very, very quickly. It was pretty impressive. I was shocked how quickly Naimov recovered because just the way he went down seemed very awkward. Mm -hmm. But in a round like that, that is that close, and you're kneeing somebody in the ouch pouch, (laughs) you would think that it would go towards the guy who got kneed in the crotch. Yeah. You know, just out of like, hey, I got your brother, <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> it was even, but I'm giving it to the guy that took one right in the pills. They didn't. And Naimov's, we'll say reckless. I don't want to say a cheater, uh, but he's fucking reckless. You know, knee kick to the dick. So for those of you keeping score at home, that that's two shots to the ouch pouch. Uh, no point deducted. He did. Now, now he did get a stern warning. That's not he, shit. Hey, hey. It was a stern warning. I don't give okay. a fuck. Um, Listen, that, that second knee was a knee to the dick where the guy goes, hey, and then his knee to the like, yeah. solar plex right yes. at, And that's damaging. And then just because Nathaniel Wood is a gangster, had a great showing after that. Yes. But come on, take a point. Like, it's, yeah. what are we scared of? What are we yeah. scared to take a point? That was just and, tough. And then in the final sequence, he grabs his glove when he's getting pounded on on the ground. Like the, but I wish they could just be like at the end of the fight, like, you know what? You did a lot of shit. You should have. We're just going to take a point. We don't care what round we're overall. It made it to a decision. We're going to take a point because you're doing a bunch of shit that you should not. And ultimately it led to him winning. Like why? And Tim Elliott's talked about it and we'll talk about him in a second, but he's like, yeah, I'm going to cheat. You guys don't do anything. So why would I not? And, and, now, if I ever fight in anywhere overseas, I mean, well, really, Abu Dhabi, mm. why would I do anything but you guys aren't going to call shit? There was so many infractions tonight, so many infractions. Yeah. Uh, I and, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, but I think the Johnny Walker situation was handled a little, mm-hmm. l- little improper, even though I don't disagree with the outcome. Now, mm-hmm. there's just so many things where you're like, there's so much. I, uh, the doctor was insane tonight. We'll talk about another <laughs> kick to the ouch pouch that the doctor had no right to say what he did but this dude just doesn't give up <laughs> his wild this, this guy was just like fuck it i don't care who you are i don't think you're hurt so yeah. fuck it <laughs> yeah we can talk about it right now because i th- he was like hey victor henry do you have a medical degree no okay well you didn't get hit in the Sid, neither do i <laughs> yeah yeah you didn't get hit in the balls i'm i'm a doctor Okay, and you did not get hit in the balls. And what was Victor Henry's response? Oh, it was all dick and balls. <laughs> First of all, his response was "yeah, huh?" <laughs> what are you talking? It was all dick and balls. Yeah, oh, it was all dick and balls. How do you how do you see a grown man, a fighter, that we know is tough, that's not losing the fight? It, it, it would be all different if yeah. this was one judge gave him round one. Yeah, if his name was Diego, <laughs> but yeah. if it. He he wasn't losing the fight. He was having success. He was getting kicked in the lake. So it's not like, you know, like there was that damaging. Even if like I've never seen someone go out that hard on a thigh kick, upper thigh kick, but he fell on his knees and then face planted <laughs> face with his planted. hands on his jewels and Dude. started screaming. You could hear it in the broadcast. Yes, might not okay. My brother had the fights pulled up and then he was watching football. He had like two TVs and he had this 
you know, the sound on the fights kind of turned down. And he said he turned and started looking at the fights because he heard screaming that he knew wasn't like celebratory. <laughs> he, he heard he heard him shrieking in agony. And so he was like, oh, what happened? You know, and turned back to it. That was hellacious. And just the idea for a doctor to be like, nah, you didn't get hit there. Like that, that's bullshit. That's not his place to do that. And and to my point, if this was Kansas City or if this was Florida, if this was we ain't never coming back. This is this well, he would not big. have a medical license in <laughs> in those states. Yeah. I feel dude like. is out here just saying fuck it. It didn't look like you got hit in the balls to me. And here's the thing: is do the does the doctor even get to see the replay? I I don't know. But even if he heard them saying like, "Oh, it doesn't look like," hey, not your place. You are supposed to say whether the fight can continue or not. Not. Hey, bro, you didn't get hit there. The only thing that didn't happen after this dick kick was throw up, right? That's the only thing that didn't. Everything else pointed to he got hit in the balls, yeah. except well, that, for he didn't throw up. Well, then he went backstage and proceeded to start throwing up. Okay, I didn't know that. So yeah. he got hit in the balls, and the fact that anybody would be like, no, he's just a bitch faking it. Because <laughs> here's the thing, if you're going to fake it, not a good look, man. <laughs> like, you don't face plant ah! <laughs> and shriek. Ah! Yeah, but this isn't one of those like, oh, that was a cool way to fake it. You know, this is like, <laughs> like, like whether or not people want to believe Aljermaine Sterling faked his injury with Peter Yom, he he just kind of looked like dizzy and like like out of it, right? This guy was <laughs> yeah, for, screaming for, for your brother to be like, well, that's different noise. Like I've never heard that noise before. He clearly got hit hard enough. And and don't get me wrong, a lot of the replays it looked like, oh damn, it does look like a thigh. But I'm thinking just his his ankle bone hit him or something. Something hit it because that reaction was too real. And he wasn't losing and he didn't continue to fight. If he would have taken the five minutes jump back up, I'm like, okay, maybe he wanted to rest. He yeah. he didn't continue. That's a problem. Yes. And then, you know, when they talk about fighters going to the hospital, usually it's like X-ray, MRI. This is the first time in my many years of watching fights that I've heard of somebody being taken to the hospital for a testicular ultrasound. Oh, man. Poor they guy. had to, and they haven't revealed the results of that yet, but they had to make sure that this dude's ball didn't explode. <laughs> and and as soon as I get my ultrasound or x-ray, whatever they do, I'm sending it right to that doctor and being like, fuck you. When he was like, hey, you didn't get hit in the balls. I am so surprised Victor Henry didn't just nut tap him. <laughs> like, hey, fuck you, man. Pop, pop. <laughs> yeah. um, like yeah. straight bad Santa style, just lying on the ground, reach out and pop him because he deserves something. Right? Well, yeah, he deserves he deserves to get his dick and balls hit. And that's another thing. You don't say no, it was the dick and balls. <laughs> all, all dick and balls. <laughs> all dick and balls. Yeah, I'm sure he got hit in the thigh, but guess what doesn't hurt after you get hit in the, like, dick and balls? You don't remember your thigh pain, right? Like, so uh, it sucks that that's how it ended, but clear injury. Yes. According to everybody but one man on earth. Yeah. Clear injury. Well, I, I guess run it back, right? Yeah. If Victor Henry can ever fight again, he might he might have be down a ball. I mean, he still has a cup. You know, if he's down one ball, he's well, just... a cup didn't work. I, I know what I'm saying is less things in the cup to, to kick. Yeah, more room for the one to move around. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, but and, and it's a shame because it does take away from what was shaping up to be a very good fight. Yep. Uh, Javed Basharat was showing very, a very interesting technique where like every time that he was getting distance, he was throwing kicks. Yep. To almost like propel himself away and also land to be like, oh, you want to follow me as I'm retreating? Uh-uh, not happening. And, and he looked really good. But Victor Henry looked really good, too. It's a shame that that ended the way that it did. Um, and also a shame that the Ankaliyev Johnny Walker fight ended the way it did, which once again, this doctor got involved and I would have to go back and look, but I think this might be the first time there's ever been two no contests on one UFC card. Ooh, good point. Yeah. But I was, I was juiced because my man Johnny was coming out dancing and we all know dancing Johnny, scary Johnny. So I was very excited Pretty sure every single Dagestani fighter just sprinted to the cage. I think it's what oh, we saw. Yeah. Like every single one just ran. Like fucking, like, I want to get out of here. Fucking smash. Yeah, but that was it. Was shaping up to be a fun fight. Johnny Walker wasn't going crazy. He did have the little like, oh, you hit my liver, psych. Yeah, <laughs> through the yep. flying knee, uh, which ultimately led to that final sequence. Now here's here's a question that I have. We'll talk about your favorite doctor in a second. But the question that I have is why is that a no contest and not a disqualification? Yeah. He uh, was just clearly down because the, uh, there was a lot of funky shit that happened on this card. That's why it it just seemed a little, like I said, any other place that they're not trying to like make the market. And once again, I'm I'm not going to keep Harvard on this. Abu Dhabi's treating them very, very well. Yeah. Any other place, but, I don't understand why, because it wasn't, I don't, it wasn't intentional, right? Like, I get the fact that you still have to be, uh, is punished the right word? I don't know if punished is the right word. There needs to be consequences. And just having a no contest is not a consequence for an illegal action that led to the stopping of the fight. But I guess it's the same as the ball kick, because... They're both accidental. I think it's because it's accidental. Because it does feel like an accidental knee. I don't think there's any malicious intent, right? Yeah, but he was clearly down. But he was clearly down with his back knee that was against the cage down. His other knee was up, right? His other foot was up, like in the like he was in like a like on one knee, the, the proposal stance. And if hmm. I'm at least how I remember it, if I'm Ankalaev and I'm seeing the one leg up that's close to me, I might think that you're like that the other way, just as with the who is the other fighter? Mokayev, yeah. Tim Elliott. There you go. So, like, I, I can get the idea of, like, okay, in the moment, whatever. But some of the things around that situation are not okay. Because at first, I was like, I cannot believe. I'm so glad they showed the replay and really, like, did it in the moment. Because I was like, I can't believe this is happening. But he did ask him the question. He said, mm-hmm. where are you? What round are you in? And Walker said nothing. But is that because he's concussed or is it because... His English isn't the first language. Yeah, there was a couple things. One, well, a few things. They didn't give him five minutes. Correct. Which they should. You, yep. Give, you gotta let, be consistent. Yes. And and that goes back to the, the talk we had previously about process. They they got the eye poke process down now. Like, let's start applying those things and, and getting ironed out processes for everything else. Because if it would have been like, hey, doctor, you don't talk to him until he's ready to talk to you or you're getting close to five minutes. That's it. Would have been nice. They also didn't have a translator in there. And like Johnny Walker speaks English, but 
you you're in a fist fight, your adrenaline's pumping. Like he clearly didn't know what was happening. Ankalaev, who didn't take a knee to the head, didn't know what was happening and was ready to continue to fight whether there was people, other people in the cage or not. Hey, can I interject with you? Or yeah. that? Because for me, it almost looked like if he's not concussed, he was just saying yes, like like as though the doctor's saying, can you still fight? He's like, yeah, that's what it looked like. He's like, yeah, yeah, I can fight. And then when he's like, I'm ready to fight, and they're like, it's waved off. He's like, what was I asked? So to your mm-hmm. point, give it the time, but bring the translator in because in that moment, it just seemed like he was like, I can fight, yes, and I'm answering a question that I'm not being asked. This is what it could be. It's what well, it could be. and what Kavanaugh said that he said in the cage was in the desert when they asked him where he was. He said, oh, it, he said in the desert. I didn't hear that. Yeah, so... And Paul Felder was like, or John Anik was like, if you'd asked me what country we're in, we're in, I would have said Abu Dhabi, which is not a country. Yeah, of course. So, you know, like that. And the fact that the doctor just means like, well, he can't continue. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. You just spoke to a guy in a language that's not his first language and within 90 seconds could determine. Yeah. Like, I hope that that guy is never involved in another combat sport. Because if you look at this, think about what this cost. Oh, absolutely. If, if you're Johnny Walker, right, you had you were finally living up to this potential that you had. You were in the middle of a fight where if you win this fight, you're arguably number one contender. Fair. Oh, and the pay structure means you're only going to get half your pay. Yep. They, they rebook it. It seemed like Dana White was very vocal and irritated in terms of like, Mm -hmm. this is not right. So they should rebook it because realistically for uncle, I have He's number two in the division. You beat Johnny Walker. It's like, what else do I have to do? I know he's number seven, but what else do I have to do? Johnny Walker had a lot to gain as well. The fight. I want to see it again, you know, and, and, and because I don't think uncle, I have did it as a malicious thing. It's unfortunately some things like that happened, but if Johnny Walker could have continued, First of all, there would have been no point taking, so it wouldn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. But in a world where judges take away points, and they would be like, which right, was not what? this world, <laughs> yeah, today. no, not this world at all, not not in the desert. Yeah. But if that would have happened and they would have continued, I would have been okay with it, as mm-hmm. long as Johnny Walker could have continued. And mm-hmm. it seemed like he could. The problem is, it seems like he could have, and there was a, unless he was actually concussed. Because if he was concussed, and the doctor just has a better eye than we do, because we're none of us are you know licensed, but he's a little more educated than we <laughs> yeah. are, then I'm cool with it. It's arguable. I, I don't <laughs> I don't know how true that is, so it's it's a shame. Well, and the thing is, like, when we're talking about concussion protocol or concussion symptoms, if Volkanovsky survives to the end of round one, are you checking him in between rounds for a concussion? Because he fucking has one. Well, that right? doctor did, didn't even see the head kick, so it didn't <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, so, it. Like, that's my thing about that when they talk about concussions in, in combat sports. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is yes. They're, they're yeah. conc- if you think they have a concussion, yes, they do. Because they're getting hit in the fucking head by trained killers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's so unsatisfying, especially on for a fight of that magnitude that was shaping up to be very, very interesting. I'm very disappointed with with that outcome uh, and then you had mentioned sorry go ahead oh, i said what else would make you disappointed i would make me very disappointed if everyone listening did not go over to their podcast listening service of choice 
and hit follow or like or subscribe or rate what you know whatever your options are there to show your support and a know when the new episodes drop because they do drop every monday sometimes a little later than others my friends uh that listen to us on Spotify. You know, there was a, some worry this week where we had some issues with Spotify posting our episode, uh, but you were notified when it did drop. And that's because you follow. Uh, also, speaking of following X at number one BS pod, all of the fantastic live posts that occur, uh, you will also get the featured prelim poll and the fight picks uh which we were just all generation v right that was the way to go this card Uh, but yeah so follow like subscribe on your podcast listening service of choice and follow on x the artist formerly known as twitter and then you had referenced the fight with the knee to the head the Featured prelim. <laughs> we had Tim Elliott, Muhammad Makayev. Really fun fight. Super fun. Really, really good. You know, Tim Elliott's always, always game. And and I appreciate that. You know, he was coming out getting booed and was just enjoying himself. You know, one thing that really stuck out to me is, you know, Makayev puts himself in danger a lot. Mm-hmm. A lot. Whether it was his last fight where he was in the knee bar, that was locked in you know, and just didn't tap or this one where he like dove into the triangle. Like he, if that slam didn't work, that would have been a problem. Yep. And so he puts himself in a lot of danger, but this is the second fight in a row where he has third round submission. And he was down on two of the judges scorecards going into the third round. Yeah. So so down to nothing. So he could not have won without a finish. What we see is that he doesn't give up on himself. Great. And I mean, when he when he got the uh, what was it arm triangle? Yeah, it was, yeah, the head and arm. Uh, yeah, it was it was locked in. It was beautiful. The way he did it was beautiful. Tim Elliott, but this fight was just like you said. It was just super fun. It Tim Elliott's a dog, out striking him, just out striking mm-hmm. him. It, it was, but uh, Elliott did have the see. That's the thing is, Makayev was playing that game. And it's really weird because I know it's in the rule set, but this is one of the times that I can remember being like, oh, that shouldn't be illegal. I don't know how you felt mm-hmm. about it, but I'm like, dude, it just doesn't feel like because you are playing that game. It's not fair. Yeah. With the knees to the head where yeah. they're talking about, like putting hands down. Yeah. And that's that's where they need clarity yeah. on what what is the rule, because certain states you can do that. Certain states you can't. Well, if you're in a foreign country, how does that apply? Like it or and with commissions and refs that don't deduct points. Now, I give credit to Jason Herzog here because he thought it was a knee to the head of a downed opponent. They replayed it. It was not. And he gave Elliott the position back. He was a star in some of these infractions where there should have been. He he did the right thing. He did. Yes. Like, hey, I I messed this up. Let's get this back to where it was and go. Good for and him. so, yeah, you know, that's as much of a recovery as you can do, because ultimately there was an impactful strike that Elliot did not get to follow up. Sure. But if you're going to stop it like that, great job giving the position back and understanding the protocol there and not being like, oh, OK, go. Yeah. So good on him. But there absolutely needs to be clarity because, you know, D.C. talked about it. They get told, don't play the game. Well, that's exactly yep. what Mokayev was doing, was 100%. playing the game. 
Yeah, and ate a knee to the head because of it. However, very, very good job on that by Jason Herzog. He's one him and Mark Goddard, in my opinion, are the two best right now uh, as far as refs go. But Mokayev is going to it's gonna bite him eventually. This yep. like putting himself in danger. And his style isn't it's not something where it's overly pleasing to the eye from the standpoint of when he takes people down, he's not doing a lot of damage. So he's hunting up submissions, which I get. He's controlling. He has absolutely smothering control for a 125er. But also, you know, this is the second time in a row. Like He needed to get the finish, and he did it. But there's a difference between Tim Elliott and Amir Albazi, who he yep. called out. You know, there's a difference between Tim Elliott and my man, Raw Dog Royval, right? Like, you're not going to be able to fuck around like that and get yourself into these positions against Raw Dog. You're going to I completely agree. He, he, yeah, he, he fought the number 10. Mm-hmm. He should be in top 10 now. Yes. I don't even think he should get the, like, like, a, I don't think he's ready for the Monel Cop. But also, that's kind of I'm being biased because I do want to see the Monel Cop versus Kaikar France rematch. Mm-hmm. I mean, like matchup again. Yeah, I guess you give him the. Sh- I don't know, man. That that one that one's tough because you're right. He does put himself in danger, and I think, I think that he has a more of uh, ability to just lose a fight based on like just losing positions and and like and, mm-hmm. and just being down on scorecards. Maybe not getting stopped, but just being down on scorecards and people just being a little bit more active or a little bit, you know, uh, maybe a bit more controlling. But he got the win. He got the win in the third round, and he he stopped the guy, right? It, mm-hmm. And and for, I don't know if his corner's telling him, look, you're down two. We might be down two. You have to go and stop him, and then you do it. It's like, okay, well, I mean, what more can you ask for? It's, it's a 15-minute fight for a reason. You can't knock me if I'm down two because I didn't give up on myself. So I really like mm-hmm. to see that. Yeah, I think the scary part for him is he could lose fights where after it, it doesn't look like he lost a fight physically. Correct. Correct. You know? So that's and those are the ones where it's unfortunate because it's like, ah, we never, yeah, it was close and this other person won by the judging criteria, but it wasn't really, you know, a domination or anything like that. That's how I see Mokaya potentially losing that or a submission because he does put himself in, in danger. I think the Albazi call out is ambitious. Uh, yeah, think, oh yeah. You know, Kaikara France and Manel Cop, I get the call outs because they're strikers. He doesn't yep. have to worry about that. He thinks he can take them down. I think that those would be interesting fights. I think especially because Mokayev is so confident, shall we say, that the shit talk with Manel Cop would be a lot of fun. Or but I do want to see Kaikara France Manel Cop. So we'll take their names out of it. We'll take Albazi out of it. I think Alex Perez. Yeah. would be a good one because that's a good name. It's somebody above you, somebody who's on a two-fight losing streak, but as yep. a young fighter like Mokayev, those are the ones, and then that's where UFC says to Alex Perez, like, hey, if you can't beat this guy, you know, what are, What are you doing? You might want to go find employment somewhere else. And, and, and Perez hasn't fought in forever. Yeah, yeah. He fought once last year, and prior to that, it was two, 2020. Yeah, yeah, doesn't fight often. I think the other one, uh, you know, Mateusz Nikolaou, like, hey, Nikolai, let, let's see how you respond after Raw Dog uh, didn't even spit on it and got you. You know, we'll we'll see how how he responds there. But 
you know, hats off to Makayev. He did what he needed to do to win, but he's he's flirting with danger yep. in in his fights, and and so I hope he grows from that. He didn't. He did it against a better opponent this time, but I don't know how much he grew from the last fight. And, and let's keep it real, Tim Elliott. I mean, it's a it's a tough loss because I I, I had him up too as well. I know one mm-hmm. ref had one one. I mean, one judge had yeah. one one. But Tim Elliott's no slouch either. He he has opportunities to bounce back. It was it was a good performance. He just got caught. I don't know. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was tired or just being slick. If Makayev was just slick, but Makayev looks slick, and sometimes you just get caught. He tapped pretty quick. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I think Makayev's got that squeeze. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's like Tim Elliott. Yeah, this is a a setback, but I don't think I don't think you write him off yet. But for Makayev, for for him to be what we would consider elite, he's gonna have to shore some things up. But that's why, even if even if you keep losing rounds, but you keep winning, if you if you have the belt, who gives a shit, right? No yeah. one cares. But I think he could he could shore up some things, and and he's exciting. So that was a great fight. Yeah, really fun. And that's Tim Elliott. He's always gonna yeah. be in exciting fights. That's yeah. why. You know, 19, 13 and one, like I get it, not the best record. He had the, you know, the title fight where he looked pretty good yeah. uh, against DJ, but then, you know, didn't pan out. I don't think he's ever going to contend for a title again, but there he's that top 10 gatekeeper. Now he is that guy that, Hey, if you're a one twenty er and you think that, that you can make a run, like you are going to have to get through Tim Elliott. And Correct. so I think that that is a, you know, uh, there's going to be a place for him. He's always going to have interesting fights. And then did want to talk, albeit briefly, about Victoria Dude Akova and Jin <laughs> Yu Fry. Uh, their fight, you know, obviously not the most eventful fight. With Dude Akova, though, one thing I noticed, she when she cracked Fry at the end of round one, she fucking pounced on her. Yep. And so I was expecting after that for her to be like, all right, I got her. And it never really happened. She just kind of sat back. Well, come to find out, she has a pretty severe staph infection, which once again, hey, what are we doing? Commission non-existent or doctor who apparently uh, is also a <laughs> an MMA expert and judge. But like, what are we doing? She had a staph infection. Um, and as she phrased it, in places that aren't okay to announce to the whole world, she had ass staff. Yeah, but her, <laughs> her her cheeks, the cheeks were all staffed up. Yeah, she said that actually the one of the abscesses popped, uh, and she was bleeding all over the place, which isn't good, not not good at all. But also, we had talked before the card about like, hey, it was just point six pounds. Yeah. Like, why couldn't you do it? Okay, makes a little more sense now. Uh, not an excuse. You signed on to fight. If you're going to continue to fight, there is not an excuse, but just adds context, right? Makes sense and also makes a little more sense of why she didn't have that sense of urgency about her. Because, uh, I mean, if I have the sniffles, like, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do oh, anything. So let yeah. alone like a severe ass staff infection where you know there's a a trained killer in there trying to hurt you <laughs> well yeah the difference between her and me is that i'm a punk <laughs> so you know like i if, if, 
a punk buster. I'm about to say punk buster, but you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be kind to myself <laughs> yeah, today. No, no. no man. Whatever, man. Fuck that, son. <laughs> Don't need the world to know that I have the buster is added to it, <laughs> yeah. but whatever. But unfortunately, and, and, and by, like by the said, way, sorry, sorry, world. That's, I mean, I appreciate the confidence in our podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, we got to, right? Yeah. But I, I, I wasn't in, this wasn't a fight that I was like, oh, this, one of these, one of these women are going to like, duty kava she's gonna be some world beater i wasn't it does give a bigger picture because it was like damn point six it's like god how hard is point six and i i know the last couple of pounds are the hardest so to your point it doesn't give i don't i don't give her excuse for missing weight i hate seeing this missing weight thing because it just feels like we're almost seeing it every week someone's just missing weight it's, it's getting exhausting and and on this card we had two people miss weight right point mm-hmm. six and three point five but it does give a clearer picture of like maybe her energy is drained. Maybe that's why the first round, maybe she's just exhausted after that, you know, punching adrenaline dump doesn't have it. Yeah. Great showing her previous fight, this fight, she won. Let's see what happens next time. Get the staff fixed up yeah. uh, and, and, you know, kind of true up on some, on some of the expectations. So mm-hmm. it'll be fun seeing her go forward, but this, I don't know if this performance did her any favors ex- optically, except for another dub. Agreed. And and I'm glad you added the optically because as a 24 year old fighter, who's just eight fights into her MMA career. Now, the fact that she overcame something like that speaks volumes. Even before I knew about the ass staff, I was thinking like, yeah, hundred percent. I was thinking like, this is very good for her at a young age in a not super consequential fight to get the rounds in. To prove to herself that she can, if she can't get somebody out of there, that she can, you know, fight the fight. And she did that. And then to now know that she had ass staff (laughs) to now fucking nerd, (laughs) you know, like that, that tells me more about her from the standpoint of like, hey, she can fight through things. And so I think that this is a really good proving moment for her where the stakes weren't super high. She missed weight. That sucks. But ultimately now she has that to her. She has that in her back pocket. Like, listen, uh, you know, I was, I was bleeding, uh, you know, in places that uh, aren't okay to announce to the whole world. And I was able to get through that and ultimately secure the win. So that do want to just point that out, that this shouldn't be a, Oh, she's not as good as we thought she was type moment. I think we learned something that's actually very, compelling about her absolutely and uh i'm gonna re-add that i'm glad that you're saying that because you're right it, it's this isn't a i don't want to see her fight next it's just optically she didn't do anything that's like okay she deserves top 15 in this mm-hmm. fight but she won so sometimes you don't have to have the best performance sometimes you just have to win now it's nice to have the best performance you can on uh pay-per-view nights right yes but she won and she already has that killer what was it? Forty-seven seconds. I mean, I don't. I, uh, thirty-four seconds where okay. she tried to brace on the takedown, and the elbow got yeah. all fucked yeah. up. So, so you have, you have these things where, like, at least you're winning. But watching the fight, it was like, damn, where? It's like the second and third round. So, where did that, where did that jab killer instinct come from? Mm-hmm. But hey, whoever she's matched up with, it won't be top fifteen unless it's like a. Waterson Gomez, you know, like yeah. unless it's like one of those just to get you kicked in the top 15. I don't think this performance necessarily 
makes you get into the like, hey, the next fight is top 15. But if she gets it, whatever. I mean, people are excited about it. And like you said, she's young. And sometimes these younger fighters, like you said, the, the beautiful thing is that mentally she probably did just like, okay, I have that thing in me. I have that dog in me. Mm-hmm. I, I can overcome this. And she probably, with the staph infection, you're always here with the antibiotics and stuff. They're exhausted. They're like, their energy is drained. So if she can do that and fight a tough three-round fight, good for her. Yeah, test passed, right? Sometimes yeah, the absolutely. test isn't actually the opponent, but everything around the fight, and you prove to yourself you can do it. And you had mentioned the dog, uh, not the bounty hunter. Oh, man. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, but my man, Money Mike Breeden. Yeah. he's He's got it. He started barking. Yeah. <laughs> on Shul Jubilee and Jubilee looked like what like I'm in here with a crazy person because I was already writing up my notes about like Jubilee looks good you know looks like a tough fighter though where tough t-u-f not t-o-u-g-h um nice. yeah where like there's talent there's tools but needs to be brought along slowly and then money might proved that point right yeah. of Hey, here's a guy who's unexperienced and got broken. Yep. I mean, legitimately got broken. You are beating a guy up for two out of three rounds. And then all he does is get in your face and start barking at you. And you're like, oh, fuck. What, you know, what's going well, he, on? He here? was also getting hit too. Let's not look at 100 Yeah, he fucking, you, he you mean get a, as well. When you say DMX him, do you mean get a fake badge and try to steal his car? Stop. You stop this right now. R.I.P. R.I.P. Earl. Uh, get some water. What's up? Uh, hey, you're not an FBI agent. You're DMX. Um, yeah, I mean, but but you're right. Jubilee, you're up to, and I don't know. I don't know if there's any. I don't. I don't think Braden's corner could have been saying that they won those rounds. Like it just yeah. felt like like his corner had to be like you. But here's the thing: you want to talk about the dog? First of all, you missed weight by a lot. Yeah. Not cool, bro. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Because now, does he have that third round dog in him if he had to drop those like, three and a half pounds? But regardless, third round, come out and say, I have to win this fight and I'm going to get in your fucking face and do it and talk shit. I mean, like, even for it made me feel uncomfortable. I was like, mm-hmm. God, dude, hit him back. Yeah. Couldn't. couldn't. Yeah. I mean, it was people that listen to the podcast or have been listening know I am very hesitant to say somebody gets broken because here is ultimately like somebody yep. that has more in them from that toughness standpoint than I'll ever have. I'm never walking into a cage to fight a train killer. So with all due respect, but there are certain instances where you can see like this person did break in that moment. You uh, know, Anderson the, Silver, you should not call me. Yes, exactly. Gregor yeah. Gillespie, Tiago, not Tiago Moises. Um, Gosh, I'm blanking on who we fought, but the Gregor Gillespie fight uh, where he absolutely broke the guy at, at the end of the round or the end of the fight. That's the kind of thing that happened here where, I mean, like Jubilee got hit and fell down, but he wasn't out cold, <laughs> but he also didn't protest the ref stepping in. Nope. You know, he and that's where I'm like, OK, he was broken. And all of this when my man Money Mike, and I'm going to keep saying it because it's just fun to say, <laughs> has his eyebrow hanging in his eyesight. Yep. Right. Like, you know, sometimes when when your little little hair from your eyebrow is kind of in your sight, you're like, oh, fuck, like that's annoying. Let me pull it out. Well, he couldn't do that because it was the skin of his eyebrow hanging down <laughs> in, in his vision. Yeah. 
And I'm really disappointed that DC wasn't more grossed out when he went in to go talk to him because you know DC always like winces at that kind of stuff. And when uh when Money Mike won, I was very excited for me, like, oh shit, DC's gotta go talk to him now and just might be like choking back some vomit. But kind of like Victor Henry after not getting not hit getting in the hit balls, in the balls. <laughs> yeah going in the back and vomiting uh, but big hit to the to the UFC here because i think the UFC really wanted to help build the indian market you yep. know jubilee they talked about it he went from like thousands of instagram followers like 5000 to a million after winning the road to the UFC and i loved his energy like going in he was just super excited you could tell here was somebody who was having fun was very proud to be the face of Indian MMA, you know, and then to see that happen is unfortunate. Really want to see how he responds. Uh, but also for Breeden, this was a, I mean, he had to win. He was going to get cut. He had multiple losses in a row. I think it was two or three losses in the UFC and then misses weight horribly. Yeah, three losses in a row. He was 0-3 in the UFC and then misses weight when he had missed weight previously for his fight against Alex Hernandez, excuse me, by two and a half pounds. So he was on the outs. And then to have this, we all know Dana White loves people that you know are going to fight until the bitter end. And so good on Mike Breeden yep. for being able to, to save his career, essentially. And, and it does kind of suck for Jubilee because India is the most populated country in the world, right? So it's like... Well, you, you, China? China? No, they're... They're they beat. They by, passed China. Yep, by oh, uh, damn three million. <laughs> mm. yeah, I mean, not not by crazy numbers, but uh, India is one one billion four hundred twenty eight million. China is one billion four hundred twenty five million. But to to kind of have like the, the, even during the press conference, the Thursday press conference, uh, one Indian reporter was like, "Do you feel like coming?" Everyone's booing him. Shit, yeah, like, shitting on India. Why y'all shitting on it? But like to have that on your and you're winning two rounds. And then it's just like you folded. If if he didn't break, he froze. Uh, yeah. Do I think that he broke? It feels like the way. But if we're going to say, okay, another grown man didn't break, you definitely froze. I mean, not even throwing punches back, man. It yeah. was. And, and don't get me wrong. That's probably got to be scary for someone to be hitting you, hurting you, and then talking shit to you. But at that point, you're you're good to lose around 10-9. You're lo- mm-hmm. As long as you don't 10-8 it, Survive. you're good. Yeah, just if you could find a way to survive and he couldn't find it. So now you have to go back and think, well, what it's not my skill set. It's something happened mentally with me. And that's Mm -hmm. probably the hardest thing to do. That's a make or break moment, right? Because either he comes back and that never happens to him again or that eats at his psyche for his career. That could be as bad as like a knockout where you're like, I don't know if my chin can take it Mm -hmm. anymore, right? I hope not because he was looking good in those first two rounds. It's just, I was shocked because. I wasn't checked out on the fight, but I wasn't writing notes like how you're saying you're you were writing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't writing notes, but mentally I was. Mentally I was like, okay, well, how are we going to talk about this? And like, because I was thinking like, you missed weight, you're losing, you're out, Bre- Breeden's out, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, what an and it was exciting. It was exciting. It's not like yeah. I'm shitting on Jubilee, but it was just it was exciting. But it just didn't go your way when you were up to that. That's when these people that have those third rounds in them, the fifth rounds in them, mm-hmm. it makes a difference. Uh, Makayev, he had his third round in him. Breeden had the third round. It's important. Jubilee just has to get to that level. Just get to that mm-hmm. moment. Yep. Yeah. And it was Diego Fajeda that Gregor oh, Gillespie. Gotcha. Broke. gotcha. Yeah. 
So that that's it for the card. We did have some uh, pretty. Hold on, D- yeah. just before that. Yeah. With all the the curseness that happened with this card, everything that was going on, uh-huh. did it live up to your expectations? It did, from the okay. standpoint of I was very entertained throughout. Like there was a lot of emotional highs and lows. I want to say For because sure. I was very excited about the Basharat Henry fight, and apparently it's Basharat. I trust John Anik. I'd been missaying. I thought it was Basharat. Um, John Anik doesn't lie, man. Yeah, exactly. So that's yeah. why I am now saying <laughs> yeah. Basharat because clearly I was wrong. You He's correct not. yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, by the way, just complete aside. John Anik has a twin brother, which I knew, but I heard the funniest description because he's got like long hair. Uh, somebody was saying John Anik's twin brother looks like John Anik in disguise. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, but I digress. I was like really looking forward to that fight. So it was disappointing that it ended the way it did, because as it was playing, I was like, oh, Basharat showing some really cool, good stuff here. So that was disappointing. It was disappointing to see what happened with dude, Akova. Yeah. And so like there were those highs and lows, but then you saw like kick it off with Shara Bullet just choosing violence right away. Like that was awesome. The and then there was the like visceral reaction to oh, we're just not taking points from people. Yeah. You know, and then with the the kick to the ouch pouch where he didn't, you did not, you did not get hit in the balls. Uh, <laughs> um, but like to see that and then just be like, what the fuck is going on? And then Trevor peak didn't sprint to the finish. So I was like, what the hell? Like my, my man who sprints to the finish did not. He fought. Like, God damn it. Fight. You're maturing. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> however, however, he still throws standing hammer fists. So yeah. I am a fan of that man. Uh, you know, so to see that and then we get into the main card and it's just first two fights, boom, boom, right? It's like, okay, we learned about Ali Skaroff where he did it. He he did it. He did exactly what he was supposed to. The bookings of him against top 15 guys don't seem out of place. Awesome. Learn that. And then my juices were flowing. I was ready for Uncle Live. And especially Johnny Walker starts popping and locking on the oh, way out. I was so like, yo, stoked. yeah, my man is ready to ride. And then I saw the liver shot and I was like, ah, and then he <laughs> threw the flying knee and I was like, ooh, and, you know, it was just so much <laughs> going on. And then for it to end like that was really disappointing. And then to see Chamayev control like he did Yep. in the first round, I was like, holy shit. Yep. Yeah. And then Usman starts coming back. And it's like, oh, well, this narrative that Usman's washed is not correct at all like at all. you know because people were I mean ultimately he was like a plus 300 yeah. somewhere in in that range for this fight and arguably if you don't give Hamzat 10-8 in the first round Usman won yep and so all of that and then to culminate with Islam head kick I mean, to put Volk in a position that we have never seen. We've seen him stung, but we've never seen anything like that. Uh, Yeah, it lived up to it just from the standpoint of all of those highs and lows. I mean, like my heart was racing by the by the last fight. So, yeah, lived up to it, you know. But then again, I'm also somebody that can watch a fight night and be super, super juiced about it, you know, before and after the fact. Well, I'm on the same page with you. I think it did. I think 
I hope one of the things, and this is me finding something to be critical about. I do hope that the UFC machine goes in the background, but we can't have some of these things that happen again. Like we need to, what it feels like is that Abu Dhabi gave, Hey, this is who our doctor is. I, I hope the UFC goes forward and like, let's, let's do a little bit of our own research, have some conversations. Like, look, this is what we are looking for in terms of point deductions or mm-hmm. infractions. Like take a fuck. If there was at least one point taken away tonight, I'd be like, okay, at least they did it once. They didn't yeah. do it at all. But with all the mix-ups, all the changes, everything that happened, yeah, this fucking card was... But uh, the only thing that sucked about this card, man, the quickest main card pay-per-view of all times, dude. Two hours. Yeah. It was yeah. so short. Well, actual fight time, I believe, I calculated before, I think it was 24 minutes and 39 seconds. Oh, and 15 God. minutes of that was one fight. Was one fight, yeah. Every, was, other, I mean, every other fight was first round. Stop I don't mind seeing first round fights. It's just we got a little cheated because one of the first round fights was yeah. well, DQ, no contest, whatever the fuck. But yeah, yeah I mean, you know, it, it was they'll be going to Abu Dhabi a lot and hopefully we'll be seeing events of and, this caliber. And that's what I was going to say is if we are going to nitpick, like since there is the commitment to Abu Dhabi for the next five years, they they need to shore some of that up. They have you to. Know? Like, yeah, that that's something that needs to be addressed. Uh, ultimately with the refs that's a little difficult because some of them travel you know i obviously herzog and um blanket on my goddard like they're traveling herb dean travels but you also get some of these like local type refs and and i've seen all those refs before they've all officiated events they officiate for one championship but there's also different rule sets and so they need to get some of that ironed out but I'm all for like, cool. Every time we put on a pay-per-view in Abu Dhabi, we're going to have a bunch of, we're going to put on like Madison square garden type cards and just yeah. stack it and have a bunch of crazy Dagestani sprint to the cage and sprint through the fight and sprint back out. Cause they're, they're fucking people up in a minute. Well, the, the, the good thing about now, when we hear there's an event happening on this date in Abu Dhabi, we don't need to know who's on the car. We know it's going to be good. That's, yeah. that's a positive. That's exactly. A positive. Exactly. And then looking ahead to some of the fight announcements, there were a few coming out this last week. First one, this was a rumored fight before. It is now confirmed, but on a different card. The fight night on December 2nd, which is at um, in Austin now, was supposed to be in Minneapolis. But Neil Dariush versus Armand Sarukian, number four versus number eight at lightweight. That's a fucking banger. And I, I really, truly feel... That Benil Dariush is going to come back and be like, "Hey, don't don't forget who the fuck I am." I had a I had a poor performance against the number one guy in the division. I I really have, I really have high hopes that Dariush, even if he loses, that he he's fucking game. Like, don't forget who the fuck I am, right? Because yeah. his last look wasn't a great look. Yeah, and well, Sarukian is ready for that next level. Yep. Yes, this is a tell us fight. Yep. Right. This is a fight where if Darius turns away Sarukian, it doesn't take away his loss to Du Bronx, but it's like, okay, let's give him now a top five, another top five guy and see how he compares against those guys. You know, maybe he gets a, I don't know, Michael Chandler, you know, just somebody else up there, Poirier, something along those lines. And if Sarukian wins, awesome. Now we have, because we've, we've been hoping. For that lightweight prospect. Seemed like it was going to be Fazeev. Then the Gaethje fight happened. I still believe Fazeev won that fight. 
but it's a very close fight. Could have gone either way. You know, same thing for uh, Gamrot. We thought he was going to be the guy, and then he fought Dariush. So there's there's these different guys that have started to make it and then haven't been able to get over that final hurdle. If Sarukyan beats Benil Dariush and does it in convincing fashion, I do think he's one fight away from a title shot at that point. Especially in that division. I mean, realistically, mm-hmm. we got to give Islam some contenders, right? And mm-hmm. I don't want to just see always Gaethje Poirier. I do want to start seeing some fresh blood. And if Darius can't get it done, because he would be fresh blood in terms of title contentions, if he can't get it done, let's see these other guys. You know, mm-hmm. Let's see these other guys, because eventually, if Islam fights enough, someone's going to figure him out, right? So and I'm yeah. not saying I want to see him lose, but I do want to see him be... Uh, either blow out his division or have some competitive fights. So we'll see. That's a great matchup. Yeah, because I look down past Sarukian in the rankings, and it's Dan Hooker, Dos Anjos, Jalen Turner, Bobby Green, Moicano, Steamroller, Matt Frivola, <laughs> and Drew Dober, and then Benoit Saint-Denis right outside of that. I actually think he was 15, and then they removed him and put Dober in. Uh, but... So, like, that's where we're at. And so out of all of those names, yeah, Bobby Green's a good story. Moicano doesn't fight at 155 enough. You know, Jalen Turner's intriguing but couldn't get past Gamrot. So of all of that, like, Benoit Saint-Denis is the only other one. You know, maybe Frivola, but Frivola's been around for a little bit where it's like, okay, we have some fresh blood. And Saint-Denis is a, a ways away. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, with all those names that you said right now, today, I couldn't put money on any of them being a t- uh, cont- uh, title holder mm-hmm. right now. I, I just couldn't. So it's like if Sarukian can do it, yeah, one fight away. I still, I, I don't think you jump right one fight away and, and you have him. But if Dariush can do it too, well, then, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Dariush does it, then he's right back in there. Yep. You know, then maybe you do Dariush Gaethje and you give Dubronx the title fight. Like it's going to help, kind of bring or, or Dariush uh, Poirier. You know, just to, yeah, just to do it. Yeah, yeah. And so, since that fight was supposed to be on two ninety six, we did get a new addition to two ninety six. That's the card being headlined by Leon and Colby, December sixteenth. We have at featherweight number six versus number eight, Josh Emmett, Giga Chikadze. I think this is Giga Chikaze's time, man. Yes. I think it's his time. Yes. Great matchup, but this feels like if you don't do it now, dude, like you're wasting your talent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This this is the fight that Chikaze was supposed to have against Calvin Cater. Where like we're giving you an established guy and you beat this guy and you are a fight away. You're right there. Couldn't pass that test with Calvin Cater. Calvin Cater and rewatching the fight wasn't as much of just like a total ass whooping as I thought it was, but Cater took over very much like he did against Zabit. He just did it earlier to Chikadze. Um, But here's your next chance. If you beat Josh Emmett, he's number six, right? So you beat Josh Emmett, Emmett, the only people above him, Tapuria, Arnold Allen, Ortega, Yair, Max, Volk. Right. And we already have what is it? Evloyev Arnold Allen. Like that, that's booked. Right. So you are going to be able to get your name into that. You beat Josh Emmett. Now maybe you welcome back Ortega. Maybe we get a striking extravaganza with Yair Rodriguez. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I really no no disrespect to Emmett. I just feel like Chikaze, you know, what 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 was his injury? What was he out for? I do not I think he hurt a hand at one point. He just he just was out too long. He, yeah. he showed up. It's like it feels like this could be your time and a division that like like you're saying could use it. So yes. gr- great matchup. It's happening this year too. That means with whatever is going to happen with Volk and mm-hmm. um Ilya Taporia, Holloway, all that stuff, whatever is going to happen. Chikadze is fighting around the same time that that stuff could be happening beginning of the year, end of the year. So we we have some some luck. And now putting him on a timeline with Evloyev and Arnold Allen. It'll oh, be a month perfect. off of that. So you're perfect. getting some of these contenders on the same timelines where they're not going to have to sit out for a long time, barring, you know, how damaged the victor is. But you're getting some of these guys on the same timeline to start getting things moving. Because Volk, love you. One of the greatest to ever do it. Yep. But ultimately, this bouncing up and down like that to 155 and Max Holloway's just cleaning out everybody else like it's stalling out the division. A little bit, but we always see it with a very dominant champ. But that division, for one that was super exciting, is kind of starting to feel a little stale. Not like light heavyweight or heavyweight was, you know, previously, but for how exciting that division was, it's starting to feel a little like, all right, what's going to happen? Yeah, for sure. I I agree. And then going into that card that the Evloy of Arnold Allen fight is on UFC 297. That is January 20th, 2024. Can't believe it's almost fucking 2024. Um, taking place in Toronto, eh? We have the hockey bro himself, proper Mike Malott, taking on the test that every welterweight prospect has to pass. Neil Magny, number 14 in the welterweight division. We were talking about of all of these awesome prospects at 170, who's going to get the Neil Magny test? Well, Ian Machado, Gary got it and passed it. And now he's fighting like one of his really good friend training partners, uh, Vicente Luque, which by the way, if you have not heard that phone call of them talking about having to fight each other, pre- pretty interesting. They, it was on X, but yeah, cause they're, they're good friends. They train together. It was just like, Hey brother, we're, you know, we're going to go put on a good fight. Uh, but so that helped propel Ian Machado Gary. And granted, part of that is his um, his personality, right? Part of that is the personality. But now Mike Malott gets that opportunity. And Mike Malott had, has a personality, right? He, he showed it in the Canada card. And we have another card in Canada. The, the pop will be there. He'll be on the main card. This is a... Last card was a potential star-making performance for him, and he lived up to it. That, that I was just about to say that he was so exciting, like, like almost given that, like, just I don't want to compare him to Saint Pierre, but just like that excitement to have Saint Pierre in Canada. It was like this guy might be that guy, and if you beat Neil Magny now, you're you know imagine him going against a. E Machado Gary, like in the future, them, mm-hmm. them head, like them, them headbutting, them going against each other. But you have that Canada behind you. Come on. Yeah. Him versus Sean Brady. Like once we're getting into those, oh. him versus Jack Della. Shut your Kevin mouth. Holland. Shut like up. there's, yeah, there's some very fun, exciting things. If he can get past that Neil Magny test, and we call it the Neil Magny test because it's a fucking test. Like that's not an easy fight to win. 
it's not an easy fight, but Neil Magny's never been treated like he did in his last fight. I'm talking not not whatever the microphone stuff mm-hmm. in the fight. How does he bounce back? Yeah. Yeah, we got it. We got to see that because he got talked down to. He got sunned. Yeah, exactly. He got disrespected before the fight and then disrespected in the cage. And then after the fight, disrespected. Like it was a lot of disrespect there. And so for somebody who's been around as long as he has, was that seed planted in his mind to like, hey, maybe maybe these young cats got me now. I'm old. Or or was did he did he get a Jose Aldo moment where it's like, this one person got under my skin. This mm-hmm. one person did it. No one else will. It's just this one person. Hopefully it's that way because no Magni is super enjoyable. Right? Yeah. And but and is it the is it that motivating thing now where he's like, okay, that's what the next breed is. I got to do it. Like if I want to stay here, I got to do it. And he's getting that next breed test again because let's not be fooled. It's not just a test for Mike Malott. This is a test for Neil Magny too. How does he rebound? Yeah with these young, insane killers that are coming up at welterweight. If you're going to be the guy that we say you're the test to see if you can break into the top 15 and you can't beat the people that are trying to break into the top 15, you're done, though. You're done, right? So it's like, yeah, you're right. This is a Mike Malott test because you want to be that guy that that's like, okay, I get my opportunity. But this is no Magni test because it's like I'm old now. I'm now now I'm not I'm not even the guy that you have to do that to bring to top fifteen. I'm just a guy, and that yeah. that would be that'd be a shame. Because you know who's waiting in the wings? Uh, Gabrielle Bonfim, who's fighting on the next card. Like there's these guys that are just out there, and so that takes us to what next week is going to look like. Since we do not have a card next week, uh, as of now, there is not going to be an F update. Now, we might have some wild shit come out this week that we feel the urge to talk about. And so there still might be an F update. You won't know unless you're following and subscribing on your podcast listening service of choice, because then you'll get notified if the episode drops. Do it. Uh, otherwise, all your friends are going to be talking about it. And you're like, oh, I don't know what's going on. I didn't listen to the F update. <laughs> you have that and, awkward thing of like, yeah, I know. I, I listened to it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. You didn't. It'll be embarrassing. <laughs> uh, so don't get embarrassed. Like and subscribe. Uh, But so we will have a regular episode a a week from today. That'll be October 30th. And we'll be previewing the card that could have been, which we're still okay with. We're still okay with it. Uh, UFC Fight Night in Sao Paulo, headlined by Jail Tanal Meda versus the Black Beast, Derek Lewis. Oh, it could have been Curtis Blades. But we're excited about it. Jail Tanal Meda, Derek Lewis. That card is our next one. Anything else on your end? No, sir. As always, appreciate y'all for listening. Love and respect. Later.